Tiki Tom on your Tuesday afternoon. That means it's time for Tucker. You wanted to do it. I almost did it. Tucker in you the top five. You did it last five. hour. No, I did not. Yes, you did. He said Tucker Harl. He stopped himself. Did I really? I'll check the tape, but you did. I don't think I called you Tucker Carlson. I yet. think you did. Anyhow, you should be in with our top five at five. Tucker, take it away. Thank you, Bear. At number one, the Tennessee baseball game against UNC Asheville is underway. Kavaris Tears did just hit a home run for Tennessee, although UNC Asheville did have a very productive first inning at the plate. One to one now. Blake Burke just hit a double. Did uh, One uh, out in the bottom of the second. So, Shay, it sounds like Shay forgot his feet underneath him. Yeah, it's probably just a little shaky start, some nerves. You know, surprisingly, at least from the uh, crowd, looked pretty good for a Tuesday afternoon at 430. It's because it's the first game yeah, I mean, of that's, all the midweekers. But it's an early start, chilly Tuesday, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I, I like our fans. We're pretty good. It's a decent Tuesday for this time of year. Yeah, seriously. Like. Not bad. Much worse ones like that entire Iona series a couple years ago. That Brutal. Missouri trip last year where it's, Ugh. what, 24 degrees blowing 30 miles an hour? Awful. No, thanks. At number two, Tennessee basketball continues its season with a trip to Missouri tonight. Tip-off is at 7, and the game is on SEC Network. Missouri alum Tom Hart and VFL Dane Bradshaw will be on the call. Balls are an 11.5-point favorite over the Tigers. Can't stub your toe in this one. What time's um, tip, guys? Sorry about that. 7 p.m. Just enough time to get home. Get settled. Yep. Get something back. cooking on the oven and yeah. stove and then yeah. basketball. Yeah, can't stub your toe tonight. You're, yeah. uh, you're right there in the mix for the race for the SEC championship. Big games coming up. You can't lose to the worst team in the league, even if it is on the road. Yeah, and they've done a. They've actually done a really good job of since the uh, Texas A&M game, whatever happened there, that they immediately snapped and cleared and have been taking care of business, and hopefully will continue that tonight, and then we can turn our full attention to A&M and maybe some payback. Revenge factor. At number three, the College Football Playoff Committee has announced its official format for its 12-team playoff. The five highest-ranked conference champions will receive automatic bids. The four highest-ranked conference champions will receive a first-round bye, while seeds 5 through 12 will play each other at the stadium of the higher-seeded team in the first round. Quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in your traditional New Year's Six venues. And the national championship will be at a neutral site. At least they've got a format. They've got a plan. Still left some room for some tricky business. Should they uh, see fit, which I'm sure they will. Can't wait till, uh, well, hell, they'll probably do it in the first year. Somebody will get shafted. The old 12-13 line is the new 4-5, which was the new 1-2. So here we go. Um... Be the unlucky thirteen. New meaning. How, what do you What do you guys think before sixteen? Five years? Uh, maybe not even that long. Yeah, I don't know what like, the contracts like I'm still are for. Convinced that this is, even though it's been going at sometimes feels like a glacial, yeah, kind of pace. I still think just 
because going back to like when I was young, like nobody ever dreamed in a million years that uh, the Berlin Wall would come down and the, the Soviet Union would collapse. Um, and they just boom. I, and I, I kind of wonder if it's something like that, something this big and this big of a just a complete shift of something. I, I think it, it's it'll reach a it'll reach a tipping point, and then I think it's going to be boom, blow it all up. I think that could be sooner rather than later, especially going into. We can talk about this later on in the hour, but uh, Florida ACC and Florida State ACC said they'd be open to negotiating mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. getting out, and I mean, because the ACC added Cal, SMU, and Stanford. Yeah, weird. They but did that to be make sure that it, one of their anchors. Well, that, that's why they did it because apparently, if the conference dropped below, was it twelve teams? Then, then any team could get out of their rights deal with the ACC. So that's why they added these three. So that if Clemson and Florida State bolted, they'd still be above the number. Pretty smart move by the ACC. But, yeah, it feels like Florida State's going to find their way out. And I don't really blame them. Them and Clemson. Think they end up with us? I think so. I don't think Sankey wants to lose any more to the Big Ten. And I think adding those two would be a pretty good power move. Well, that, I mean, if you're Florida State, do you really want to be going to Michigan to play? No. No. You're going to Ohio State in November? Mm-mm. You're playing some snow? No, I, and I think that's why Sankey's been really smart. Like, yes, UCLA and USC were their power schools. It's a power brand. But I think Sankey really wants to keep at least some semblance of the southeastern footprint. Cultural and – Yeah, I just think it makes more sense that way, and I think he's – I think he's going about it the right way. Not making knee-jerk reaction decisions, but, you know, methodical. Might might not be the fastest, but I think it'll end up being the best when things are said and done. At number four in the world of college basketball outside of Tennessee, number one UConn has a road test at number 15 Creighton tonight. Number 11 Baylor travels to number 25 BYU. Those are the only two ranked matchups. In the SEC, just one other matchup that is not Tennessee tonight. Does involve Tennessee's next opponent, though. Texas A&M is hosting Arkansas. Arkansas did win at the buzzer against Texas oh, yeah, A&M right, earlier this season. Right. They haven't been Fayetteville. playing good since then. No. What's their record? Now? But A&M's on a bad slide themselves. They are, too. Of course, being at home will help them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did I see uh, Connecticut today? They are the first unanimous number one team so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as they should be. You know, you yeah. blow out a team like Marquette, who was in the top four. Silly, what they did to Marquette. Yeah. And they don't have a slip-up game on their on their schedule. They have Creighton this weekend. Is that right? To Creighton tonight. Tonight. Okay. So, that's a tough one. That is. Yeah, I think that line's only like two and a half or three and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be UConn, could be an opportunity. UConn beat them in Connecticut earlier this year, but that, that was a low-scoring kind of rock fight, if I can remember correctly. Mm. Okay. Um, although I don't, I don't think it was a close game, but Creighton, I don't even think hit fifty. So, one of those you just tune in and love watching. Absolutely, my kind of game. Said nobody, ever. And finally, at number five, barking, growling, and walking on all fours wasn't just a fun game of mimicking for a Ukrainian woman. Instead, at age three, adopting the savage traits of animals became a way of life as she was raised by stray dogs after her alcoholic parents locked her outside in the cold one night. So she abandoned her developing ability to speak for the wolves and snarls 
of her newfound family of feral dogs. So you're telling me this really? Somebody was raised by wolves. Yes. She, she licked herself clean, ate raw meat, rummaged through garbage pens for food, panted and walked on her hands and knees. There's a 60 Minutes interview of this, too, I believe. She still live with the wolves? I don't know if she's still living with the wolves. Or did she, like... I wonder how long it'd take to turn somebody human. She's Ukrainian, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. She's still... A, Ukrainians are humans. No, I know. I'm just... I was... For for reference, is all. She raised by one of these nuclear wolves we were just talking about? I don't believe so. It's a fairly old story. They've done several documentaries about her. Uh... I think it's quite fascinating. There have been several stories of, like, feral children over the years. Apparently, they mic'd up her and several of the dogs that she lived with. Could she understand what they were barking? I don't know that, but when playing the recording back to experts, they couldn't tell the difference between a dog or her when she would bark and growl. Like, she she was able to mimic perfectly the sounds and cadence of the dogs that, quote-unquote, raised her. Pretty fascinating. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some research. Obviously, you've done yours. We do our research. Do you do your research? There are pictures of her crawling around on all fours. Well, t- I she feel hot. like you're having a, a laugh here. This is a very serious situation. It the is. girl was she was forced to live in a shed because her parents wouldn't take care of her, and the only friends she could make were these wild dogs. And she befriended them. Wolves aren't dogs. I don't. Well, I don't think they were wolves, were they? Yeah, they were wolves. That's what he said. Did you not say yeah, wolves? One of these pictures has her with a uh, piece of raw meat in her mouth. Did you right say wolves it. or dogs? Because I've seen feral dogs. Feral dogs. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, wolves would be different. That really would be Mowgli. I think I could do it. Well, he was raised by Baloo. The bear. No, he became friends with Baloo, but he was raised by the the pack. Was he? Yeah. But then he found Baloo, and well, he—I guess technically, uh, what was the what was the Black Panther's name? Sure. Sure uh, Khan was the tiger. Was it? Sh- I can't remember. It's bits. I've, yeah. Since I was a kid, I saw it at Tennessee Theater. As a play? No, as a movie. Oh, they played. Oh, Tennessee Theater's got a movie screen. I didn't know that. Never seen one in there. I mean, I knew they had one because I've seen a concert that used one, but I didn't know that was like a staple thing that they could do. That's yeah, neat. they do it. Hey, you haven't seen the live the action, the new remake of the uh, nah. of the Jungle Book? Nah, I'll stick with the OG. Uh, the first one was kind of it was really weird, actually. the The last one I thought was actually pretty good. Yeah, I forget the, the kids act the actor who played Mowgli. He was really good. I can't remember the name of. It. There was a, a band. They were all like, I'm pretty sure they were. They were all music school kids over at UT. Some of them were in the Pride, and they had this band, and they would show up at this like movie screen. If you had a projector, they'd project the wizard. They would do the Dark Side of the, of Oz live. Mm-hmm. They'd play Dark Side of the Moon, note for note, live behind a screen, showing you know the Wizard of Oz trick that you can do. Oh yeah, them. have you done it? I've done it. It's it's actually fascinating. Yeah. Like yeah. some some of it, you're kind of like, okay, I kind of see the the parallel here, and some of it, it's like you snap your finger and you, like a song switch or a 
uh, a segment of a song switch, and then it goes to a screen, and you're like, okay, this is actually really good. Yeah. Great gig in the sky. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, we're going to get back to the busy phone lines here this afternoon on The Drive, and where we will be talking with Matthew. Matthew, how are you, sir? Hey, Bear. Happy happy uh, Tuesday. Almost happy Wednesday. I apologize. It's a, it's a truthful Tuesday, Matthew. <laughs> it is. Houston, I have a question. With yes. you and Adam's Toby Awaka bet, is it like six? It has to be six, or can it be like a rounded 5.7, 5.6? Because I just want to point out that Tobey is at 4.6, and that's technically five. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page. What, uh, no, it's a hard six. No, what, what is this bet? Uh, we bet a dinner at Yield Steakhouse. Ooh. I said that Tobey Awaka for the for the season would average six points or more. He is currently at four point six, but he did have nine in the last game. That'll help. And apparently, uh, matchup wise tonight, if he gets the minutes tonight, could be a big night for Tobey. Well, that's exactly why I wanted to call in. I'll hang up and give you back the the time to ask this question. But it feels like this offense routinely, when you get guys like Jonas Adu. And Tobey going in the in the post game, it, it makes our guards have a much more easier matchup. I feel like it just feels like this Rick Barnes offense has historically ran through the post. And I know we're guard friendly this year, but I was just going to ask this question as we look towards next season. If you are Rick Barnes and we're all fans here, would you with how with how with how we've treated the portal? Would you guys next season? Bring in an additional postman if you could, and I'll hang up on that, boys. Go balls. Mm. Problem is, you're going to have to replace so many guards. Got to replace Santi. Got to replace Joe, and I, I realize he bounces around a little bit. Um, Cam be a replacement for your triple. I'd like a, a flex big. I'd like someone who I don't I don't want to say exactly like Kumwa, maybe a little bit smaller, but a little bit taller than Joe. Somebody that can kind of be that Swiss Army knife when you need him. Like could maybe couldn't guard the point guard, but could guard, you know, two through five or even three through five. I think that's what you need. I, I think you feel really good. This is also assuming Adu doesn't get a, a late season bump in some of these mock drafts. I think you feel really good about Adu coming back. Obviously, you're going to have Tobey. I think I think one of those two freshmen have a chance. Like I know Estrella's hurt right now. I thought he's shown some flashes. Nothing nothing crazy, but he seems like a guy who can go in and grab rebounds and finish around the rim. I just I worry about defense if they have a super athletic and big four. And so I, I think I'd look for somebody who could fill at least defensively some gaps, and then obviously. It goes without saying, like, you want to get somebody who can put the ball in the basket. Like, I, I worry about scoring next year. You're going to lose Connect. You're going to lose Vescovy. Like, you, you got to go find – and I'm not saying – everyone's saying, oh, we got to go find the next Connect. I don't think you have to do that, but I definitely think you got to find a couple more guys to, to chip in, you know, 7 to 12 a night. And you got to be – you just got to be a little bit more consistent if you can be. Uh, but I also say this: I love Jonas Adu. If the perfect big showed up on the board, yeah, Matthew, I'd go get him. I'd go get him, 
hundred percent for sure. Big guy who can run, maybe step out and shoot a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. it has to be the perfect fit. I don't want a big body just because he's big, but yeah, like per- perfect scenario. Yeah, I'd go get one. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take our next break, and we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to the Drive on Fan Run Radio. Welcome back into the drive. You fan of the B-52s, Tucker? Listen to their stuff. I don't know if I'd call myself a fan. Huh. All right. I think that's how I, I would, I, I'd like respond. I, I enjoy Rome. That was like their commercial stuff. That is a big car commercial song. They have some like awful version of that that plays on... I want to say it's like Marriott commercials now. Really? Yeah. Like a cover? Yeah, it's just some yeah. awful cover. Russell and I have talked about this before. Oh, the awful Rome cover? Yeah. But they're like different covers and they all Yeah, suck. but <laughs> I feel like they're kind of hard to it's kind of hard to cover them cuz they were such they're one of the really unique singers and really really good t- they were super talented. What would you call their genre? Like I, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like it's like party poppy. It is and it isn't. It's like party yeah. pop rock. Well, they or came something. out of that, that whole Athens. Yeah, Athens Southern College rock, uh, like college radio rock kind of uh, scene. Like them and REM. Yeah, in the in the early eighties, they aren't really new wave, but they're kind of new wavy. Yeah, I a guess little I... bit jangly. They got yeah, yeah, some birds. They're you know, bird. You can tell they all listen to the birds. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like some 60s, 70s vibes in there, but yeah. then it's almost like, in a way, comedic, if that makes sense. Like Rock Lobster, like Keith Lorraine, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know. That's a great song. I don't dislike it. I'm just, it has its place. I just don't know what that place is specifically for me. College party? Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to just like listen to them for hours on end, but if one of their songs makes the playlist, you're like, oh, yeah, this song. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, I mean, if you're just at a party, I mean, it's good party music. Yeah. So, anyhow. Party pop rock. Getting back to it. We got, uh, apparently we've taken the lead now on a two-out SEMO uh, rip after Dr- Dylan Dryling uh, had a, I believe, a two-out single. There was an errant pickoff throw, pickoff attempt, and he went from first to third, and then big SEMO came through for us again, ripped one. For an RBI single. 2-1. Tennessee, five hits. UNC Asheville, two. And an error. Taking care of business. Get yeah. on the right side of things. That's what we like to see. Absolutely. Give the fans something to cheer for. And speaking of the right side, let's go back to our busy, busy phone lines here in the White Claw, White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios where we'll be joined by Stevie. Stevie, how are you, sir? Hey, Bear. Hey, uh, who do I call out to for my opener since Russell's out? We were wondering uh, that. Houston or Tucker? Tucker has, like, the most similar name. So you could Tucker! Tucker! <laughs> boy, that works. Ah, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a, it's been a few minute. weeks or so. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Been a while. Hey, one of these days for my birthday in October, I want to sing... Um, Pearl Jam's um, 
uh, even flow with you guys. I just love that intro when y'all do that. That's a good. That's a good bumper. I think. I yeah, just. I also just sure. like that song. Once you learn the lyrics, it's a lot of fun. I like hey, it better um, when Russell just makes them up. <laughs> I do guys, too. Guys, it's sunny outside, and it's Tuesday, and we're watching baseball. What a great time! The only problem is this dumb ESPN app on my television. I got to sign out and then sign back in every time I want to watch this game. You have to sign, like, put in your email and password and stuff. My 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 login for my uh, cable. It makes me I can't watch it unless oh. I sign out. Oh, it's ridiculous. This app is terrible. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, see, normally for these games, I uh, pull it up on my computer and I cast it to my TV. I'll have to try that next time. If yeah, if you got like a um, Chromecast or a Smartcast TV, that that seems to be the best way I've found to do it. I was going to do that for uh, Flow Sports over the weekend, but they had an app, and the app was actually really amazing for the fourteen ninety nine I spent for the weekend. So, yeah, guys, I'm thinking about going to one of the Illinois games uh, in early March because you know I can't afford an SEC game because they charge two hundred dollars a ticket now. Um, have y'all ever sat in general admission at the baseball park, and is it is it is it a good a good standing thing or, or what? I have not. I've always had ticketed seats. Mm. Is, I've sat in the student section, but that's ticketed as well. Or but not all general admission tickets are standing tickets, are they? Don't they have I don't a? Know. Gen, I, I thought they had a general admission seated section. Mm. I thought I saw that this morning, but you have to get there mm. early. Mm. Well, just like football, they're just pricing us out. Dr. Danny, he's just pricing out the common fan. Not to get negative. But are we about to crush Missouri tonight? Are we about to decapitate them? Should I even watch the game? Yes, because it's a game on the road, and there's been strange things happen this basketball season when oh. top-ranked teams go on the road. Yeah, I will say, though, tonight – Tonight feels a little bit different. This feels like a like you shouldn't be worried about it until you lose it, and if you lose it, oh boy. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm superstitious, but I am saying I am a little, little superstitious. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, I I'm, I'm so confident about tonight that I think Stormtrooper is going to go off. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, what was this stat line on Saturday? Saturday. Hmm. Uh, Saturday against Vanderbilt. Twenty minutes. One rebound. Two assists. One foul. One turnover. One point. Hmm. O for five. Was it? Was it really O for five? Yeah, it was. Okay. Hmm. Move along, Stevie. Oh. All right. See, boys. That's just wrong. Hey, you know what? If you're gonna have a bad night, have it on a on a night when your team wins by 35. Exactly. How, how about that? How about that, Stevie? You know, if you want to knock him when we lose a game by three and he goes 0 for eight, which he has done, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But hey, if a guy's getting up shots and we win by 35, and that's the night he decides to go 0 for, okay, he's saving the bullets for a game that matters, like Arkansas on the road. Arkansas on you the know? road. He was elite. 
I also think he's one of these guys. We have several on the team. If they hit their first shot, first two shots, look out. He went into the paint. He got two feet in the paint. He hit two runners. Then he steps out and gets his feet set. Also important for Ganey. Very important for him to get his feet set. He gets his feet set, and he's knocking down threes. I was watching against Vanderbilt. You know what happened? The feet weren't set. You got to set the feet. And he'll set the feet if he's got time and if he hits an early shot. Same thing with Josiah, guys. If he misses the first two, don't even worry about it. Vescovy hits the first one. Look out below. going to be a long night. They don't hit those first two. Connect, doesn't matter. Misses his first five, doesn't matter. Could still drop 30. That's just the kind of player he is. It doesn't affect him the same way. But some of these guys, they need to see. Like, Zakai doesn't seem to affect him. Now, he may have a bad shooting night, but I've seen Zakai miss his first three and then drop 19. But Ganey, Joe, Vescovy, they need to see, you know, one or two of the first three or four shots go in before I start saying, yeah, this might be a night for them. They're good players. They're a little inconsistent and need that little boost of confidence early. And for Ganey, the biggest thing is, I'm not even kidding, get the feet set. If he's not leaning right. and moving to one side or the other, when he can set his feet, just rise and fire, he's a good shooter, man. Good player. 100%. Hopefully Dane Bradshaw will back me up on that tonight on the call with some of the feet set stuff. When was, watching the when first was couple Dane, What were Dane's years? Oh, we discussed this off air. I think oh, it was three, right four, before five. you got here. No, he was there. It might have been. Was his senior year? Oh, five. Because I, me- I remember like I, I wasn't like friends with Dane, but I would talk to Dane at practice. Yeah. I can't remember if he was three, four, five, six. Because he was buzzball, right? Yeah. Yeah. From uh, I think he's a white station kid. Yeah, that's if I'm right. Not mistaken. That's right. Because then uh, what was the kid's name? The the fan base at the time said, oh, we took Dane Bradshaw and Florida got Lee Humphrey from – Bear, was Lee Humphrey Maryville or Heritage? He, he was – no, he was Maryville. Okay, Mar- <laughs> What was that? Maryville. Careful now. You might not be allowed there if you call it Maryville. I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, then – You're already not allowed there? Carry on. I was very impolitely asked to leave their stadium. But, no, that was like a really big knock, I think, on Buzz that we took Bradshaw over Humphrey. And then we, you know, once Bruce got here, we kind of owned Florida, but then Florida wins two national championships, and I believe Humphrey was on both of those teams. What are you going to do? But excited to have him and Tom Hart on the call. Should be fun. And uh, to Stevie's point, hopefully this is a game – that you don't have to watch, but you enjoy watching because it's similar to what we saw over the weekend against Vanderbilt. Vols just cruised by 30, get the young guys in, build some depth for March. Uh, we're nine days away, by the way, from March. All you March Madness fiends out That's there. insane. Time she flies. Yeah, she does. Never stops. Want to get Joshy Boy in here? Yeah, let's get him on Let's in do here. it. Joshy Boy, a.k.a. Crystal meth, <laughs> according to Crystal Russell. Meth. Yep. I thought that was a little out of line myself. I don't Josh. know where that came from. Did uh did you guys kick Russell out today? Well, after his uh his performance yesterday and the way he treated some of the callers, we thought, hey, 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 it might be a good day to take a breather, reset. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys? Think about the game tonight, Tennessee being a 13-point favorite. You think they blow Missouri up? Is it up to 13 now? Because it opened at 12.5, dropped to 11.5. Uh, 
And I'm I have seen an eleven and a half on ESPN. Okay, yeah, I don't know, oh, Josh. Okay. Well, I thought it would be a bigger line, um, especially after what Tennessee did to Vanderbilt, and obviously Vanderbilt's already beaten Missouri, but Tennessee's been a little enigmatic on the road. You're not really sure which team you're going to get. Um, but I just I feel like this is a really bad Missouri team. I feel like this is a game Tennessee will lose close or win by 30, and I don't know if there's much in between. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, if we lose, it's because we didn't play well and they win a close one. And if we're playing well and we win, it feels like it'll be a blowout. Is uh, the baseball scores two? You cut up a little bit there, Joshy. But yes, it's 2-1 now in the bottom of the fourth. Tennessee five hits, UNC Asheville three. Uh, UNC Asheville also with an error. Tennessee with zero. Gotcha. So, uh, I think Kavar's tears. I think he is going to be a really breakout for Tennessee this season. I could see him hitting 20 home runs, maybe. What do you guys think? I don't know if he'll get to 20. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he gets 20 home runs. It's a lot of home runs. Yeah. Uh, I will say after today, I believe he's on pace for that. We knew he had pop in the bat last year. He just kind of got shuffled out of the lineup with we got to get a list of our, of our good baseball cliches. That was a pretty good one. Pop of the bat. Flash yeah. in the leather. <laughs> Some other good ones. So, uh, what do you guys think about uh, this court here, and what do you think is going to happen with it? Do you think Tennessee will be granted the – I do. I am a little, I don't know if I should say worried. I guess I'm surprised that it's taken this long based on what the judge said after we were not granted the. We did hear that it could be up to what, two to three weeks, right? Yeah, he also, but he also said, I'll have this answer for you in short order. Which yeah. is just a, I mean, again, it's a, it's a judge, so short order to him. Yeah. Like, time's all relative, so to him, short order is like, oh, if I get it done this month, that's short order. I hear short order, and I'm like, oh, what's that like? That's like five minutes from now? Like Waffle House. That's a short order cook back there making your breakfast. So I didn't really know what timeline we were looking at then. I think it was Sparks told us, yeah, it could be a couple weeks, could be a month. Uh, I think you, Tennessee fans should still feel pretty good about it. I just don't think with all the... Uh, Tennessee's attorneys offered to the judge. I don't know how you could allow the NCAA in the meantime to continue to punish schools for doing something that may ultimately in the end be ruled illegal through, you know, antitrust laws. Right. Guys, uh, out the door, let's go out, put a beat down on Missouri tonight, then uh, go to Thompson Ball and Arena Saturday and put a beat down on bus. See ya. Thanks for the call, Josh, you boy. Always high strung. That That's why Russell compared him to crystal say. meth. Yeah. Crystal meth. It'll sneak up on you. Yeah. It'll get you. I'm 100%. told. I'm told. Oh, uh, let's see here. Yep, still 2-1. Two, one. two yeah, outs, Tennessee in the bottom of the fourth. I really don't know what to expect tonight. Hopefully it'll be another boring. Uh, They're not very good. They're going to have uh, a couple dozen fans in attendance maybe. Yeah. Are they not showing up again? Yeah, they're I mean, doing that thing. They've won eight games. They've they won, won a game in conference. No, yeah, none. They've won eight total and none in conference. Will it surprise you at all if they come out just red hot from three? No. I would say I would say that would surprise me, 
But I think if you're a team like Missouri, I mean, I'm trying to think. Has that re- has that kind of been the formula for teams that aren't you know Purdue, Kansas, and like some of those type teams? I mean, A and M came out red hot, hit a bunch of threes early. Miss, eh, Mississippi State did with Hubbard. Yeah, they, and they were kind of balanced. Like he although, hit big ones throughout yeah, the game. Although the main issue in that game was not Tolu Hubbard; Smith. it was Tolu. Yeah, you um, couldn't push him out of the paint. South Carolina hit ten threes against Tennessee. Yeah, so I think that's the formula. I'll tell you what: if I if I'm Gates at Missouri tonight, I go, "Hey guys, we're not very good. The only chance we got hit is threes. bombing threes. If so you, you know what you all have right now." You're all greenlit. That's what they did against Tennessee last year. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They came out. They they could not miss in that first half. Yeah. I, Tennessee awful. was lucky to be back in that game. I think if you're you know on par talent-wise with Tennessee and can play them straight up, you do. I think if you're not as good at them or if, if you struggle defensively. I mean, that's how K- – Kentucky had a bunch of threes. And they've, they've shot more threes this year than they typically do under Cal. But Dillingham got hot, and that's what kept uh, that game. Dillingham didn't get hot. We blow them – out. out. I mean, what what did he end up scoring in that game? Thirty five. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be one of the most forgotten about thirty five point performances. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Tennessee went in there and did the thing. Yeah, but I mean, as I'm watching that game, I'm thinking like, man, this guy's keeping a minute. If we if we stub our toe offensively and this guy keeps going, like they're going to sneak back in this thing. And yeah, win but, it. I mean that's just how it is. Connects had Connect had one of those games sure. this year. Oh, North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And somebody else had one, I think, during football season. Like one of the, it was just outrageous performance we end up losing oh no is the fletcher lawyer kid for purdue is that what you're talking about like we're worried about Edie, and then that the little white kid the guard scores 27 no no one of our guys just had a like a career type performance but we lost the game so it'll be just completely forgotten about this year connect is the only one i can think of i could have sworn we had a football one that happened during football season let's go back and look I don't know. I mean, that Jalen Wright touchdown, opening play touchdown. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're saying like a great game, but it was a football game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying an overlap game of the basketball game. Like going to what he was saying, it's going to be largely forgotten. Yeah, I got you. So, I mean, like the night that Allen Houston and uh, Chris Jackson, what's his name? Muhammad Abdul Rauf. Raif, yeah. Um, they had their duel, like, but Tennessee didn't win that game. That yeah. was that was still that was a that was a pretty epic night. I I kind of thought that Connect's performance against North Carolina might go that way, but I think the fact that that was really his coming out party performance, and he twists his ankle late, or he probably drops forty something. Yeah, it's kind of like nah, but yeah, he scored thirty seven and we lost. But what if he doesn't get hurt? And what if yeah, you know, well he was. Uh, it was wild that it happened against North Carolina, one of the best teams, but that was the first night where he really went just like full ham. Oh, yeah, because that was coming right off of the Maui trip. Remember, he got cramps and he couldn't play yeah. more than, you know, eight minutes in a row without so having to come no, out of the game. They, yeah, they had no zero idea. Zero scout on what was right. he was about. Yeah, what he, what he was do, capable so. of. No, I totally agree. That was that was one of the more miserable first halves of basketball I've watched. Oh, yeah. But that second half, you saw – at least offensively, you saw the potential of this team. And we've actually seen it, you know, in spurts more consistently through the second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, that Kentucky performance top to bottom was insane. That was great. I mean, I know it's Vanderbilt, but you took care of business Saturday. Let's hope they can do it again tonight. I'd love to have five or six guys in double figures tonight. Make it easy. I mean, it made Saturday night just – I mean, that game, that game was over in an hour and 40 minutes. 
Yeah, uh, and I think what, what was voluntary reactions final tally? Uh, Eighteen. Nineteen is what I saw when Nin- I scrolled through Twitter. Minutes. No, Russ we- came on, gave his take. David gave his take. I gave my take. We all wanted to watch baseball. <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk to us. We turned it on to listen. I'll tell you what, Rick Barnes didn't even get to us probably by the time it ended. Really? Yeah. I mean, what was there to talk about? Nothing. I mean, we we pile drives. No, in. you handled business. Every, and every nobody played poorly. No. Everybody came in and did their thing. The young every, like there wasn't a box left unchecked for someone to be negative about after the Vanderbilt game. I'll pretty much acknowledge that it was a uh, pretty much near a complete game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a whole lot to break down. I think we had, I mean, what, seven turnovers? You yeah. forced 19. Nothing to vent about, nothing to celebrate, really, because you yeah. expect it when the line is that big going into it. It was like playing, one, you know, when we play an FCS team in football. Those yeah. are usually a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. So Unless it's, it's not, Austin P. Yeah, it's just, wow. <laughs> you bring that up. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, Trying to end the, end the day on a positive we get, note we got to keep Tucker. the orange jokes away from now on. That's true. Good point. I know a lot of a lot of people liked them. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. I don't get it. We're going to take our final break of the show, and we'll be right back with a shocking conclusion to the drive on Fan Run Radio. Winding down here on the drive. Feel pretty good about today's show, Houston. Hopefully, Russ won't get any. Uh, no, I think we handled ourselves in a professional manner. I will say, I was a little nervous today because normally when Russ is out, I have a couple hours to get in here and prep, kind of do a, a breakdown of what we want to talk about. Today we were touring the new studios. I got stuck in traffic on the way over here. I was yeah, a little I had to deal with the, my tire situation. Yeah, we had to pump Bear's tire. I say we. I watched him. Uh, well, I mean, uh, shouts out to Jake Miller Jake for Miller the half a hand. Out. Half a hand, he oh, gave Bear. He, he he helped me out. Yeah, then he almost got your Achilles ruptured. Here's he what did. you do, Bear. No, what you do? You take this and you pump that tire up. He kind of high hatted us. If we're being he honest, he did. I, I, That's we, a truthful we, Tuesday. We were talking about Miller high hatted us, and you know, it didn't go over too well. It was kind of weird. He's not a made man. It was kind of weird, Tucker. We're made men. You know, we, he didn't know we were coming. We walk in. I don't I don't want him to throw rose petals at our feet or sa- sound the alarm. But, a, 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 hey, guys, how's it going would be nice. And he just kind of, all right, what are y'all doing here? Yeah, it's just like, hey, wait a minute. Like, we're we're going to be here None ev- every That's what day. I said. None your business. Mind your business, Jake. Mind your business. <laughs> he was eating a homemade brisket taco when I walked in. Really? Just, just that's what he does. He just eats. He was kind of surly. Then poor Bear almost had the full <laughs> Kobe on his oh, his ankle. This is like big, heavy cart with a compress. Thank God. Shout out to, to new management. Rolled in there with a, a tire that was – it would not have made it to a gas station. It would have ripped the tire apart. Yeah, unless you were just creeping. And I, I wasn't going to do no, that. No, no, no. But, no, severely low. Yeah. Had no idea. Big industrial air pump had it had it back up and going in no time. Boom, good to go. Shout out new management. Do we need to check it before we leave tonight? I'll take a look at it. Okay. I'll probably just stop on the way home and crank it back up again. It'll hold. It should hold till morning. Do you know have it looked at? Yeah, I gotta go get. I, I've got to go do that tomorrow. But I've got like a really busy morning in the morning. 
I'll I'll tell I, I, I got to take I, a dog to the vet. I know where you should take it, and it's near where you're where you're going to be in the morning. Matlock? No, that's where I that's where I got to go. Okay, I'm a Matlock. Guy. That's fine. No, that's good. No, it's good. It's, I'm just saying. Do they? Uh, I'm sure they patch, right? Like I, the patch test. Yeah. Now that's what I may do because I you have to get in a you know um, I'm not sure if I can get if they'll be able to get me in. They stay covered up down there. Oh, I know. So what I may do is see if they can throw a patch in there and get me to like Saturday morning when I've got time to take it out to get it out to fair get to really have it in- yeah, inspected. Yeah. I got you. I just want to keep you safe. Yeah. That's all that matters to me. No, I want I want a couple of I think I want a couple of Pirellis on the front of that thing. I prefer uh, performance tires myself. I don't know about you. See, you got an SUV. I do. Yes. I've got Do they a, make Pirellis? I'm not even joking. They don't, right? Like Pirellis for your car? No, like they wouldn't make like a For mine? No, for you. Yeah, of course they'd have them for you. Yeah, you can get all kinds of them. You get those super soft ones that last like six months, but I mean, you can. Six months? I've had, I've had a set on. What did I have? Is that a long time? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like. That's not. I, you said that in a way that made me think that you thought six months was good for a tire. And I'm like, bear. No. What are you no, doing? I had no That's I, not good I, at was, all. I was like, it was my car when I was like 19. It was, um, it was either Scirocco or a GTI. And I got these Pirelli Performance tires. And man, I mean, like you could take a corner at speed. You were glued to the road. But they wore down like NASCAR tires. Oh yes, <laughs> and they were like a hundred bucks a piece too. They were really expensive. So that's not too bad, really. How how long ago was that? You said? Oh God, that was back. You know. Yeah, those tires now are probably a little more, a little more than a hundred. Uh, I don't know. Those prices are kind of static. Okay. I've noticed that about certain things. Like people, I'll see videos either like on Twitter or TikTok or whatever they call them on Instagram, Reels. Yeah. And people will be showing like like the Sears catalogs and stuff yeah. from like 1980. Yeah. It's like, damn, price of refrigerator hadn't changed. Right. A new, right out a, of grand. A new house was $8,000 yeah. for a three-bedroom, one-bath. What did change is what I noticed was the price of like TVs. Like a damn nineteen inch TV was like six hundred and seventy nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty, everybody was broke. Yeah, and nobody had any money. Oh no, those those big like they they were flat screens, but those big tube TVs. I mean, those were what four or five thousand dollars back then. Oh, I I don't I don't like know. in the late eighties, early nineties, and now you can go buy a forty five fifty inch flat screen smart TV four K for you know the right deal. You can buy it for three four hundred bucks yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely electronics big fan uh did either of you guys see the brawl last night between a&m commerce and incarnate word i love that school just because of incarnate word incarnate word or as what does incarnate mean is that is that a bible reference yeah i know i'm usually a little what flesh that's what incarnate means yeah word to flesh yeah what's word to flesh like the word became f- flesh, like Jesus. Oh, that, yeah. You, huh. you, you went to Catholic, you said, right? Familiar with the Eucharist? Yes. Okay, I thought we so. We don't call it incarnate. That. I don't think. <laughs> no, Hickman always would call it incarnate word, which was just Hickman. 
That was fitting. That, that guy's about fitting. a half a Maluk, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, he really is. It's, I like the kid, but he's about a half a Maluk. It depends on the topic. Some Sometimes tolerable. Sometimes you're just like, oh, this poor boy, how did he make it this far? Uh, so, Tucker, you saw this brawl? Yeah. Did you see it, Bear? No, but you've seen one brawl. You've seen them all. Uh, I don't know. This was like benches clearing, and every time they thought they got it stopped, it picked back up. I don't, I don't know how either of these teams have enough players to field the next – Five games. Yeah, because the league office is going to have to go through and sort all that stuff out. So it'll take punches a- were getting punches were landed. Oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one video I saw. I can't remember who it was. I think he worked for ESPN. Said I don't remember the last time I saw this many punches thrown and landed in a basketball fight. Yeah, you don't see too many big ones in basketball. Not like uh, this. Not like that. I'll, I'll tell you when they do. When they do to do though. Malice in the get, Palace style. They, yeah, they yeah. can get they can get out of control, and they can get scary quick. Yeah, this one you got a bunch of dudes with six foot long arms <laughs> swinging, dropping bombs on each other. The whole video, the the thing I could focus on the most, like because literally it's just a pile of humanity throwing punches at each other. But every now and again, a little assistant coach would have one of the big guys by the waist, and be just trying to drag him out from that. That scuffle, yeah, he ain't dragging out none of and he'd get him to the edge, kid. and the guy would turn around and push the assistant or the strength coach or the manager or whatever, and then he'd just yeah. dive right back into the fray. It was which one of the Van Gundys was it that was like wrapped around? Do you remember that? He was like wrapped around somebody's ankle. It was Stan, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Stan. Yeah, whose ankle was it? Was that the Malice? I don't. Th- or which one was that? If that dude so. doesn't throw that drink with all the ice in it. It uh no it, it, our test that probably doesn't no I I, I totally agree because our test obviously hot headed guy but he was laying down on the scorer's table trying to cool off and get out of it and then boom thirty ounces of cold coke comes and flying ice. and hits him in the chest and then it was it was over that, have you watched that big long form uh what was it on the mouth the the the, the doc yeah was it a thirty for thirty. I can't remember. I think it might have been. Yeah, I saw that. It's one of them. There's definitely a documentary about it. Yeah. Like, I wonder what was going through that guy's head. The guy who threw the drink? Yeah, when when Ron got up there to him. Well, well the I, thing is he went after the wrong yeah, guy, the guy right? who The guy who yeah. stood up was trying to say, yeah. it wasn't me, and our test just, just whacked him. Yeah. And then that guy in the Pistons jersey late comes down onto the floor and squares up, and then out of nowhere, uh, who was it? Tall guy, had braided. I want to say his last name was O'Neal. It wasn't Shaq or anything. Uh, it was like Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, I remember. And him. he just left him across. That guy was just knocked out cold. It was over. He just killed Shaq in just one. And then that you know they try to get him to the tunnel, and it's just drink and popcorn and drink and popcorn just flying they all over. Canceled the game, didn't they? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't pick up oh, play yeah. after that. That how was how long did our our test got suspended for? How many games? He was the longest, wasn't he? I think it was. I could be wrong. I want to say it was 45 games. That was 45, 45 or 60, somewhere in there. It may have been 60. I can't remember what point of the season that happened. Good old Metal World Peace. Then he changed his name. Did he change it again, or am I making that up? I have did no he go idea. back to Ron? Uh, no, he did not go back to Ron, if I'm not mistaken. He had a great – it was a great – Ron Artest. What a, it was a great NBA basketball name. Yeah, it really was. There was nothing Ron wrong Artest. with it. Yeah. It's not like there's man. a bunch of our tests running around. Uh, yes, like, 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 like his how, name. How weak you get in the knees when you're in the stands 
and suddenly Ron Artest is in front of you wanting to kill you. Nope, I'm done. I'm good. His name now, by the way, is not Ron Artest or Meta World Peace. It's Meta Sandiford Artest. All right. So there's your note. He's got his last name back. Well, that'll do it for us, uh, for Tucker and Houston. I'm Bear. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock, hopefully with the captain in attendance. Stay tuned for Overtime coming up next on Fan Run Radio.